You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 184, How to Thrive as a Nurse Introvert. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about being an introvert nurse. Do you ever worry, if you're an introvert, that it makes you less effective as a nurse, that you're less capable or impactful as a nurse because you're an introvert? I hope not. I hope that that sounds like a ridiculous notion to you. But for me, that was something that I used to believe. So I tend to think that there's probably some of you out there who might worry that because you're an introvert, maybe you can't go into nursing. Maybe you're a nursing student right now, or you're just getting started as a nurse, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm an introvert. I think nursing was cut out for extroverts. Or maybe you've been a nurse for a long time, and you're struggling, and you worry that maybe the reason it's so hard is because you're an introvert. So today we're going to talk about that, and I want to help you thrive and use your strengths as an introvert and support yourself as an introvert to be the best nurse that you can be and to feel healthy and energized. Because that's really what, when we talk about being an introvert or an extrovert, what it's all about is our energy. I think sometimes we simplify it where we think introverts are shy and extroverts are outgoing. But really, it's about where you get your energy and how being around other people impacts your energy. So if you're an introvert, then being around other people might make you feel more tired, so you need some time to yourself to recharge. Maybe being at home, reading a book, spending time with yourself, working on your hobbies, crafts, those types of things, that energizes you more than being out in a big group of people. Now, that doesn't mean you don't like people. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy spending time with people, but you might feel more tired after going to a big party or spending time with a group of people. Whereas extroverts, being around other people energizes them. They feel more awake, more alive, more energized through those bigger social interactions. So that's really the difference. So today, as I help you take a look at being an introvert nurse, I want to help you use your energy effectively and take care of that energy so you don't feel so drained, okay? So what I used to think, I mentioned that I used to think that being an introvert was a negative and would make it harder for me to be a good nurse. So when I first started thinking about going into nursing, it wasn't until after college, actually, I got my psychology degree first, I know a lot of people in high school who knew they wanted to become nurses. They would take anatomy classes and different things like that to prepare for nursing. I was not one of those people. I had no idea I was going to end up as a nurse. And when I started to consider nursing, there were a few things that were kind of holding me back, being like, I'm not sure if I can really do this. So one of them was 
I wasn't sure if I could do well in the science classes. I didn't consider myself to be naturally science-minded or gifted in that area. I also wasn't so sure about the bodily fluids. I was like, blood and pee and all of that stuff sounds kind of (laughs) gross. Do I really want to be working with that every day? But then the third thing was that I'm an introvert. And so I thought, I'm not sure I can be a good nurse as an introvert. Because when you think about nurses, or at least for me, I would think about relationships. That nurses are really good at making relationships with a lot of people, with strangers. Right? Like you go into your shift and it's a complete stranger that you've never met before. And all of a sudden you're jumping into their life in this really pivotal big time where they're maybe experiencing a lot of fear or anxiety or heartache. And all of a sudden you're there, you're supposed to know what to say and be a support for them and help nurture them and guide them through these challenges. And then there's all the relationships you have with your coworkers and doctors and all of that. And so I thought, that's a lot. And that sounds like things that extroverts would be really good at. And I'm not so sure I can do it as an introvert. Now, I'm glad I didn't listen to those insecurities and fears, and hopefully you're not either, but if you have some of those beliefs that maybe you're not cut out for nursing because you're an introvert, then today I want to help you take a look at the strengths that you have and how you can support yourself as an introvert to really thrive. Okay, so what we're going to do in this episode is I want to talk to you about the four different types of introverts. Did you know that there are four different types? I didn't know that until recently. I had always just thought you're an introvert or an extrovert. And when you take like the Myers-Briggs personality test, it just tells you one of those things. But some psychologists, and I don't have their names in front of me right now, did some research on introverts and they found four different categories of introverts. So I want to share those with you today. And as we go through them, you can see if you identify with one more than the other or how you identify with these different types of introverts. But the goal isn't to put a label on yourself. It's not like you need this diagnosis because there's something wrong with you and we're trying to fix it. That is not the goal of this episode. Instead, I want you to just get more awareness into yourself. To be like, oh yeah, that sounds like how I naturally operate in the world. That sounds like it fits my personality. That's what I prefer. That's what energizes me. And as we gain those insights into ourselves, then it's easier to support ourselves and to find nursing roles that may be a good fit for us. Okay, so you can see what you identify with, but... It's not about like, oh, I need to put a label on myself. And then we're going to talk about using this information effectively instead of using it to put more limiting beliefs on ourselves. Now, I do want to say, if you're an extrovert, hopefully you've stuck around this long, but I hope you will listen to the entire episode because even though you're not an introvert, I think for one, it'll give you some insights into the other side, right? Like your coworkers who might be introverts or other people in your life, maybe your partner, a family member, anyone around you, right? 
us introverts are everywhere. <laughs> so you probably know a lot of introverts and it might give you some insights into their experience. But also, as I mentioned, we don't want to use this information as limiting beliefs. And though you're an extrovert, you might have some limiting beliefs in your life. Maybe you've got some limiting beliefs about being an extrovert. I was thinking about that as I was planning this podcast episode because I am very well versed in my limiting beliefs as an introvert that I've worked through or my insecurities as an introvert. And so I've always thought extroverts just have it made and they feel so confident. That's how I used to view things. But then I was like, you know what? We are all humans. We all have insecurities. And I bet there are extroverts out there who have insecurities about being an extrovert. So if you do, I'd really be curious to hear what those are. So send me a message, DM me on Instagram, and I'd love to hear just like, what is the experience like for an extrovert? And what things do you worry about or have trouble with in that regard? But maybe it's not about being an extrovert. Maybe you've got limiting beliefs about other things in your life and you can just replace that when I talk about introverts, plug that in and see how you might be having these limiting beliefs about your own personality characteristics and traits. Okay? So let's dive in and we'll talk about these four different types of introverts. And I actually pulled it up so I have the names of the psychologists for you because I feel like they deserve some credit, right? They've done a lot of <laughs> a lot of hard research here. So this comes from Jennifer Grimes, Jonathan Cheek, and Julie Norum. Okay, so again, just listen to these, see what you identify with. And then I also want you thinking about, are there certain nursing roles or jobs that you think these types of introverts could really excel in, all right? That they might have strengths for certain types of nursing jobs. All right, so the first one is a social introvert. Now, these types of introverts prefer smaller groups over large gatherings or parties. So they might prefer being with someone one-on-one -on -one or just with a few close friends or staying home and having time to themselves. But when they do that, they feel a lot more energized than going out to a big party and having lots of people around or being out in the city where there's a lot of people, even if they're not interacting with everyone, they feel more tired after doing those things. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't like doing those things. Like I consider myself this type of introvert. I prefer connecting with people one-on-one -on -one or in a smaller setting, which is why I love doing the type of coaching that I do because in Bold Nurse Society, I've set it up where they're group coaching calls, but only one person gets on and talks to me at a time. So it feels like a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, which I really enjoy. I love connecting with people and I feel like I'm able to connect on a deeper level that way. Now, I still like having game nights. Like we have people over for game nights all the time, have big groups of people over, and I enjoy that type of thing. But I feel more tired after those types of things that I do from just a one-on-one -on -one interaction. Okay, so that's just something to consider. Does it energize you to have alone time and to be with smaller groups of people, or does it energize you to be with a bigger group of people. 
Now, this is different than having social anxiety. Social anxiety is there's fear and anxiety about being with big groups of people. You're worried that you're going to do it wrong, that you don't have good enough social skills, that everyone's paying attention to what you do. There's fear of rejection. That's what's motivating you to avoid those social interactions if you have social anxiety. But if you're a social introvert, it's not fear driving you. It's just that's your preference and how you feel energized after those interactions. Okay. Another type of introvert, our second kind, is the thinking introvert. So these types of introverts enjoy reading, research, learning, studying, investigating. They like going deep into their thought processes and working through things and processing things internally. So these type of introverts, one thing I thought was really interesting is they're often perceived to be really good listeners because they'll often pause to think about what the person just said to them and to formulate their response before they say something. So there might be some silence before they respond. And that kind of can signal to people or is often interpreted that they're listening really well and it invites them to share more. So that was something that as I read that, I was like, what an awesome strength as a nurse. I mean, all those things I listed before, studying, learning, researching, think of all the ways that can benefit you as a nurse and the different nursing jobs that could be valuable for, but also that power of silence that you might not jump in to say something right away and it gives your patients the opportunity to share more with you. So I thought that was a really awesome strength. Now, our third type of introvert is the anxious introvert. These types of introverts might appear avoidant, and sometimes that can come across as rude because they do feel some anxiety and often withdraw, and it's like a defense mechanism. So this is something that is really good awareness to have. If you feel some anxiety and you think you might be an anxious introvert, then we don't have to beat ourselves up for it or judge ourselves for it. That's just going to lead to more anxiety, right? But having that awareness and knowing maybe sometimes my behavior appears to be cold or distant to other people. And so as we get that awareness, that's when we can start trying to develop some of those abilities or skills or body language that reflects our true emotions. Or we can decide to be honest about our true emotions instead of letting people guess how we're feeling. If we know this might come off as being kind of cold or avoidant, maybe I'm just going to let people know, sorry, I feel anxious, right? So that they have that context to know what's happening in our interactions. So if you do identify as an an anxious introvert, please don't use that to beat yourself up for it, but to just take it as information. Like, yeah, I do feel anxious a lot of the time. I think about worst case scenarios. I feel uncomfortable in different situations. And so we want to use that information to support ourselves. And 
you definitely can learn skills to help manage your anxiety. But one of the places I like to start when I'm coaching people who feel anxiety, whether it's anxiety about work or anxiety socially, where I start with them is to let you know that anxiety isn't a problem. It's not something that we have to get anxious about, right? If we're anxious about our anxiety, we've just doubled the anxiety. Then we end up withdrawing more and being more avoidant and doing more of those things that we're trying to change so that we can develop relationships that we want, right? And we can interact with people in a way that we want to. So instead of being anxious about your anxiety, what if we neutralized it? You might not love it. It's uncomfortable to feel anxious, right? But it's really not a problem the way that we make it out to be. It's like, yeah, my heart races. It feels uncomfortable. Sometimes I say awkward things, but it's okay. And I love me anyway. I'm still just as valuable as a person because of it. And really this anxiety itself, even though I might not love that, right? You might not love feeling anxious. It's really not a problem. You can totally do it. You can handle it. You've felt anxious so many times before and you've survived it. You've navigated relationships. You can handle whatever might come up because of that anxiety. And so once we stop fearing it, once we stop being anxious about our anxiety, then it's so much easier to manage because then when we start feeling it come up, we don't panic, we don't freak out, we don't withdraw more and start having it all escalate. Instead, it's like, okay, I feel some anxiety. It's kind of uncomfortable. Let's go. I've done this a million times. It'll go away eventually, but it's fine. So just try to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is an amazing skill to have. And if you can do that, I promise you it will take the limits off what you can do in your life. If instead of using the anxiety to hold you back, if instead you're like, no, I've been uncomfortable so many times. I felt anxious about so many things and I've survived it. When you can get to that place, you'll be able to take off with whatever goals you want to do, with whatever you want to achieve, because that anxiety won't be a reason to stop. Okay, my friends? All right, and then our fourth type of introvert is the restrained introvert or inhibited introvert. Now, these introverts might be more reserved and tend to have their guard up, especially as they're getting to know people, but they don't come across as shy or avoidant most of the time. Instead, they come off as more thoughtful and grounded. So they might be pretty reflective Often they don't have a big emotional response to things. They just have a very controlled, grounded energy. So when I think about this and nursing, what an awesome package of talents. I don't know about you, but I think the nursing world is in need of some grounding energy. Don't you think? Like during our shifts, all the people who are so stressed out and overwhelmed and panicked 
There's our patients, first of all, who are experiencing some challenging things, experiencing some anxiety, some stress, all of those big emotions and these big events going on in their lives as they're getting treated for their health issues. So to have a nurse who comes in and has that grounding energy about them could be very soothing, right? And then think about what that brings to your team. As there's chaos going on and all the call bells going off and the bed alarms and people are stressed and the assignment and the admits and all of that going on, to have a nurse who comes in with this grounding energy and is reflective and doesn't have these big emotional responses to everything, that could be a really powerful asset to your team. So I want you to just notice these different types of introverts and the ways that their skills and abilities and what comes naturally to you as an introvert could be an amazing strength that other nurses don't have. And those extrovert nurses have some awesome strengths that you might not tap into as easily. So that's why we need all of it in nursing. At the bedside, as managers, right? Like think about those different types of introverts and the skills they would bring to management or administration. And all of the different types of nursing jobs that you can have, the skills that you would be able to give in those areas. Now, while introverts have so much to offer, and I hope you're seeing that as I've been talking about this, we also want to take care of ourselves. Because remember, like I said, it's about where our energy comes from and what helps us feel more energized or what causes you to feel drained, right? So as an introvert, you would definitely benefit so many different areas of nursing, jobs and roles. Like they would be so lucky to have you, to have all your introvert powers. But also we want to take care of yourself so that you can be feeling your best and operating at your best. So here are a couple ways I want to help you do that. The first is to think about what types of jobs your unique skills and abilities would naturally lend themselves to. Now, I'm not suggesting that you all change your jobs to match your introvert skills, but if you're looking for a job right now, maybe you're just graduating from nursing school or you're in between jobs or you're not crazy about your current job and think something else could be a better fit, then this could be something that you consider. If you notice, okay, I'm a thinking introvert I'm really in my element when I'm learning, studying, investigating, then you might want to keep that in mind as you do your job hunt, right? Like you might think I might thrive in the ICU, possibly, right? Like I don't know for each of you or which types of jobs would be best for each type of introvert, but you might want to keep that in mind. Like, okay, I feel like this area of nursing sounds like it matches up really well with this skill set that I naturally have, okay? Or if you're a social introvert, then you could keep that in mind where you're like, I like being one-on-one with people or working in smaller groups. And as a bedside nurse, you could totally still thrive in that environment. Though there are a lot of people around, 
You're going in and interacting with patients often one-on-one, right? So you don't have to put it into a box. Like I can only interact if there's like one person there, then I'll, I'll be able to do the job. That might not be it for you, but maybe like, maybe you're like, I would love being a diabetic educator because I get to meet with patients and have them come into me and talk about their diabetes. We're one-on-one. It's a quieter environment. Or I want to do home health because I'm not surrounded by so many people in the hospital. But I want you to just notice that there are opportunities that might not seem as clear cut. Like I said, being a bedside nurse, you can totally do that as a social introvert. Okay, so just Pay attention, though, to how it might fit and where you might really shine with your natural skills and abilities. Okay? So you can think about the types of jobs that might line up with your skills and abilities and seek out those opportunities. But like I said, I don't want you to use this information as limiting beliefs. So keep in mind that you can do any nursing job. You're totally capable. And like I said, they would be lucky to have your skills and abilities. And if there's an area of nursing that you're really drawn to, that you want to do, even if it doesn't match up perfectly with your natural introvert tendencies, that's okay. Because we can also use this information to support ourselves as introverts. So instead of saying, because I'm an introvert, I can't do that, we can just take all of this as information. Like, oh, this is how I will likely feel after doing this type of task or this type of job. So in order to support myself, I'm going to plan on having some time to recharge in these other ways. So you see how like when we just have that awareness, then we can adapt our behavior to support it, right? It's like, I know that I get cold easily. So if, especially night shift, whenever I'm working and once it hits like midnight, I'm freezing. A lot of people are like hot and sweating and they get mad at me because I turn up the heat. But I'm one of those people who will just crank up the heat. I bring a jacket. Sometimes I'm wearing like my winter coat in the middle of the night in the hospital because I get so cold. But because I know that about myself, I can support myself. I can bring my sweater and I can get a warm drink and do those things to make myself more comfortable. So I don't have to judge myself. I don't feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm so terrible. I get cold easily. It's just, oh, this is something I've noticed about myself. Good information. Now, how do I want to support me? So it could be taking breaks at a certain time during your shift. Maybe after you do your med pass and assessments, that's a time of intense interaction where you're with your patients and their family members and can feel really busy. So maybe instead of going to chart, even though that is a more internal thing, you might need a little bit more space than that and some time to recharge. So maybe you wanna go instantly take a break after you do your assessments. Get that time to recharge. Maybe you want to do your charting at a different area of the nurse's station. Maybe you want to go away from your coworkers to work for a little while, recharge, and then come back. 
Maybe you want to eat your lunch in a certain place where it's a little bit quieter. Instead of going to the cafeteria, maybe you want to find a quiet place outside or just somewhere quiet where you can go and be by yourself. Okay, so once we notice that, then we can find ways to build it into our shifts to be like, okay, how can I support me today? How can I help myself recharge during this shift so that I'm ready to go back to those tasks that I I know don't always energize me, that sometimes do drain my energy? Okay, so how can you support yourself during your shifts? And then how can you support yourself on your days off? Maybe you know, after I work these three shifts, I'm going to be pretty tired because I do need that time alone to recharge. So I'm going to plan my first day off. I don't plan any social events. Or maybe you even want to get childcare that additional day, right? You're like, okay, I get childcare those days I work, but then maybe your first day off, you also need a few hours of childcare. So you can have some time away from your kids to recharge. Okay, so these are all just suggestions, just some things I'm throwing around. But you know yourself personally. You know what energizes you, what helps you recharge. So just pay attention to how you can be more strategic about that and ways to fit that in to support yourself. All right, my friends. So I hope what you take away from this is that being an introvert is not a negative thing. There's actually so much that you have to offer to the nursing field, so much that you can give to your patients as an amazing listener, as someone who's grounded, as someone who can connect with people one-on-one or in smaller groups, as someone who's thoughtful and reflective. You have so many strengths that we need at the bedside and that we need in management and administration. So many awesome things that come naturally to you. And I know when things come naturally to us, we often take them for granted. We think that they're less valuable or we don't realize how rare and desirable they are because that's us all the time, right? But other people try really hard to access those strengths and it's harder for them to get those. So thank goodness we have this mix of introverts and extroverts in nursing and we need all of it. And as you have this awareness, I hope that you'll support yourself as an introvert. That instead of trying to override your introvertedness, like, of course, don't use it as a limiting belief, but instead of trying to push against it and paddle upstream, why don't we go with the current and support yourself in what you need to be energized and feel balanced as an introvert so you can be at your best and bring all those skills that you have. All right? I love you guys. I love all of you incredible introverts out there and my extroverts. Love you guys too. Thank you so much for being here this week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.